Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. What's happening, everybody? This is the official Lakers podcast. I'm your host, Mike Trudell. Super pumped to be here, flanked by Aaron Larsoul. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. Let's get it. I think the Lakers will be a top 10 defense. Hey, now. you're calling your shot again. A team that has two stars or two superstars in this case, as LeBron and AD, can sometimes cancel each other out. But I think they're both good candidates for MVP. I really like the way that this team just feels to be around. Mm-hmm. The, the uh, it's a it's a very clear message. It's two stars in the Brown and AD, and it's everybody else that's on board. The relationship that is developing between those two, off the court and on the court, their cohesiveness on the court. I think in this case, this is a special case that the two of them will enhance each other as opposed to taking away from each other. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. This is Dan Patrick. Final hour on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Say good morning to our radio affiliates, number 362 around the country, around the world. We'll talk to Reggie Miller. He'll join us coming up on loan from uh, TNT, Hall of Famer. Saw a couple articles about Jerry Jones, and he was smart to be sensible. He, He chose being sensible over sexy. USA Today's Mike Jones. Sure, things fizzled in Green Bay. Mike McCarthy and the Packers posted losing records in 2017 and 2018, though that was the only time during his tenure that the team finished under 500 in consecutive years. Jerry Jones wisely didn't hold that against Mike McCarthy. This move just makes so much sense. So businesslike, so unflashy, so un-Jerry-like. Uh... USA Today article goes on to say that there are certainly more alluring names out there. An Urban Meyer Lincoln Riley hiring would have set off an eruption of reactions throughout both the college football and NFL worlds. Either one certainly would have brought more charisma at the podium, and Jerry would have beamed with pride. But there's nothing to say those feelings would have lasted. All right. So, wait, I give Jerry Jones credit because he took the safe way here? Uh, he didn't go after Urban Meyer, Lincoln Riley. What about Matt Rule? I don't know who else. I mean, he brought in Marvin Lewis, but, you know, he did that because he was required to interview a minority. But it feels like he had Mike McCarthy in mind the entire time. And so much so that, you know, the quote is that he fell in love at first sight with Mike McCarthy. And Mike McCarthy comes in, uh, got kicked to the curb by Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and sat out for a year. All of a sudden, Peter King goes and does a profile on Monday Morning Quarterback or Good Morning. What's uh, Peter's uh, column? Football Morning Football America. Morning America. And he does his profile on Mike McCarthy. And Mike McCarthy starts talking about analytics. And I, I truly believe that played a role in Mike McCarthy getting a job. Because he might have had the Browns job if he wanted that as well. 
And I think Jerry may have known that and said, if I get him here, he's not going to leave here without being named the head coach. And it feels that that's what happened. I just don't understand why it took that long to fire Jason Garrett, but that that quickly to hire Mike McCarthy. Um, I, I'm not surprised that it took that long to fire Jason Garrett. I am surprised that it was that quick that they hired Mike McCarthy. I don't, you know, was Carolina interested in him? Would the Giants have been interested in him? I, I don't know. And he went from being an offensive-minded head coach where it felt like he was an innovator to then being left in the dust. And Aaron Rodgers didn't like his play calling. I think the quote had to do with Mike McCarthy has a low football IQ. And I don't know how much of that was factored in by Jerry Jones. But Jerry Jones, the GM, Jerry Jones, the owner, those are two different people. Even though they are the same person, they act differently. And Jerry, you know, maybe this is the right choice for them. But here's here's the one question I really have with this coaching hire. Who are the Dallas Cowboys now? What is going to be different from them this year to next year? Like, are they a, more of a passing team with Mike McCarthy? Do they go back to their roots and they run the football? You're going to be paying all that money to Dak Prescott. Are you paying Dak Prescott that money to now be a game manager and maybe not the guy who's leading you by throwing it 35 times? Got a great offensive line? I mean, I, I know I overinflated the Cowboys. People talk about how – the Browns were overinflated. I did the same thing to the Dallas Cowboys, and both teams ended out, up out of the playoffs. I knew it was going to happen with Cleveland. I didn't think it was going to happen with Dallas. I thought they had too many weapons that they could accidentally get into the playoffs. But I don't know who they are now. And it feels like with the analytics, what does that mean? What do the analytics tell you about the Cowboys? Like, is there some hidden message in there where you go, the analytics. I've got it. Science! Yes, Paul. You mentioned Mike McCarthy being so good with offense. Seven of his first ten years in Green Bay, they had a top five offense. Yeah. Top five in points. Yeah. And yardage. Yeah. They threw the ball, though. He loved to throw the ball. You going to do that with Dak Prescott? Who's your offensive coordinator? You going to keep going? Like, I, that, that's the only question I have with this hire. I don't need you to win a press conference. He's not going to win a press conference. Belichick has never won a press conference. Uh, and sometimes you can win a press conference because you need to because your team's not very good. I, I, I need you to just, what is the product you're going to put out there? What is the game plan? That would be my curiosity, my concern with this hire. Uh, Mike McCarthy is not interesting. I, I've never heard an interview or a press conference where I went, wow. But, you know, that's not what you're hiring him for. You're hiring him to go in there. Like Doug Peterson. You know, did he win a press conference? Did anybody know much about him? Backup quarterback? He went in and he went after you. And they won a Super Bowl. I, I don't know who he is as we move forward here. But he did, he did do what you wanted him to do. And he was not charismatic at all. Frank Reich, not charismatic. Appears to be a great head coach there. Now, there are guys who are charismatic where you go, I don't know. The jury's still out. But you got Mike McCarthy. I don't know who you were bidding against. Maybe the Cleveland Browns. But Jerry Jones got his guy, and, you know, he saw him and grabbed him and 
then they, you know, they move on. Yeah, McLovin. I was going to uh, offer up a poll question. Who's the best coach in the NFC East with McCarthy, Ron Rivera, Doug Peterson, and I thought it was going to be Matt Rule, but I don't know. Whoever yeah, Matt, Matt Rule took the job in Carolina. He was supposed to have an interview, I think, tomorrow with the Giants. He was going to get a head coaching job. The question was where I thought it was going to be with New York. And New York may, you know, they, they may look back on this and say we should have acted quicker here. Did, did USC look at him, too? Was that in play? I, I don't know if they did or not. I did not hear that. I wouldn't be surprised, but I, I did not hear that. The only information, the tidbit I heard I told you about yesterday is a source told me that a booster was going to buy out everybody's contracts if they would hire Urban Meyer at USC. And then the booster was told that that's not happening. And I don't know if the booster is still a booster anymore. Yes, yes. Paul. I would love to know the etiquette of how Matt Rule's agent cancels with Dave Gettleman, the GM of the Giants. Hey, uh, you know, he calls him up and says, we're not going to make it tomorrow. Oh, Did why call me before the news? Flight problems? What, what's the problem? Uh, I'm in. I'm stuck in Carolina. Oh, yeah, you know, have that connection. Yeah, I've been there before in Carolina. Um, I'm going to be down here for five years. Oh, okay. Yeah, Steve. Yeah, do you just say, uh, sorry, I can't make it. Why not? I don't think my employer would like it very much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who the best coach in the NFC East is. Yes, McLovin. What if Josh McDaniels goes to the Giants? He's interviewing there tomorrow. Okay. Does Josh McDaniels' future tie into Tom Brady's future? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. 100%. Okay. Where can Josh McDaniels go where Tom Brady's going to go with it? So, now we're ah! talking, big guy. Okay. That's hot. Okay. Didn't, didn't anybody see that offense? This is the last game. Oh, I know. Who wants to hire that guy? <laughs> Stinks. <laughs> because, you know, there was talk maybe Carolina, uh, but Carolina hiring Matt Rule, that rules that out. Um, <laughs> Josh McDaniels, New York Giants, uh, Connecticut purchase. This is perfect. Why not? It's the one team that beats him in the Super Bowl. Tom Brady has a house in Connecticut. Didn't he, wasn't that a news headline that he's buying oh, a house know. in Paulie, that's confirmed. That, my, my sister confirmed. She's our source on this one. Greenwich, Connecticut, Tom Brady, new house. Nine million, stone facade, really lovely. <laughs> that's, that's all true. Daniel I like that your Reg. sister is our source on it. Yeah, she's got two sources. <laughs> my other source is my brother-in-law. <laughs> but Daniel Jones can sit a little while. No, 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 no. Oh, come on. No, 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 no. Get out of here, Daniel. If Tom Brady's coming to town, no. you don't think you can put Daniel Jones on the bench? Uh, no, I don't want Tom Brady. If I'm the Giants? No. No, no, no. What? You're not ready to win now. If Tom Brady's going to go to a team that has a chance to be a, a, a Super Bowl contender, the Colts and the Chargers have talent where he could go in there and, and you could probably – do some damage for a year. Right, but they have head coaches that are, they're probably not going to fire for Josh McDaniels. So. No, no, this would be Brady on his own. I don't think Brady hitches his wagon to Josh McDaniels. Oh, so you don't think it's uh, not like seeing 100%? No, 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 no. Right. no. I, I, I still believe, maybe not as firmly as I did yesterday, that Brady either stays in New England or retires after what my source told me yesterday. He's like, no, you got to understand, Tom has resigned to the fact that he, you could – 
you could hear it in his voice that he is resigned to the fact that he's probably done there. It'll be tough for, you know, Robert Kraft to get rid of him. I don't think it'll be tough for Bill Belichick. Like, I was, I was looking, watching an NFL network yesterday, and there was an interview with Belichick, and he was talking about Brady. If I took out the name and I said, oh, Bill's talking about somebody, you'd go, oh, okay. You would never know that he was talking about Tom Brady. You'd like, oh, you know, he does a great job, and uh, you know, he's, he works hard, and he's, uh, you know, he's, he's, like he just sort of gave you that. I went, all right, seems to be a pretty good quarterback who had some pretty good games for you, but I don't know. I don't know. Gonna, I, but I do believe Belichick has the DNA to go, uh, Tom, uh, we're going to move on. Uh, I wish you the best of luck. And then that'd be it. Yeah, Paul. And no one would know that better than Tom because his whole career has benefited from that attitude. They keep churning through players, trying yeah. out people, bringing in Albert Hainsworth, Corey Dillon, anyone they could try out to grab that win that year. Randy Moss for a couple of years. Worked out fantastic. Yeah. All right, McLovin, you got a poll question? Are we going to stay with that? We actually snuck up a poll question, Whoa. which you probably should have saved because this could be good for later in the week. But, I, but I'm giving you one quarterback for one drive this weekend. Let's save this. It's already up on the website, but I could take it down. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. How about we do it today and then we'll do it tomorrow? Let's okay. All right. All it's right. up. You can go to Dan Patrick Show app all day and all night. One drive to win one game. What QB do you want? This weekend, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Paul. To be clear on the semantics, you're down five points in the fourth quarter. Yep. Okay. You need to win. Yeah, exactly. Need five. a touchdown. Okay. Need a touchdown. Uh, to me, it's the, the choice I always make. Russell Wilson Jr. the third. Yeah. You know, and, and part of the reason why is he's always in the position. He's always in this position. It feels like every week it's like, uh, Russ, need a touchdown. I don't know how many times Lamar Jackson's been in this situation, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I'm sure Rodgers has been because he's played longer than everybody. But it feels like Russell Wilson is in this mindset every single week. So I would take Russ. Uh, Patrick in North Carolina joins us. Hey, Pat, what do you have? Hey, Dan. Hey, Dan. Let's hope you all doing well today on this New Year's and all. So anyway, what I was wanting to uh, chime in on is I heard that uh, our Panthers have taken Matt Rule as new head coach. Me yep. personally – I don't feel good about hiring a college coach for the pros. And I was hoping they would talk to Eric Bieniemy from uh, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs because I think he's a great offensive mind. But I would just like to get your intake on the hiring of Matt Rule and maybe give me a little background about him. I know he played at Baylor. I mean, coached at Baylor and all. But, you know, I just don't know a whole lot about this guy. And I don't like having a coach I don't know a lot about. Well, he only spent one year with the Giants as an assistant coach, but he has been very successful at his different stops in college. I can only go by what my source told me about Matt Rule, and this is prior to him getting hired by Carolina, said that he's a great talent evaluator, players love him, and he's fearless. Uh, So that's the glowing review that I got from my source over the weekend. I I think the fact that if you embrace analytics – that owner was going to be interested in you because I think that that was the, the, the key part of his comments uh, after, 
you know, they, they fired Ron Rivera. Basically, we want somebody who understands analytics. And Ron Rivera was not that, that kind of guy. He was an old school guy. Yeah, Paul. We have the breaking news head coach game again right now if you want it. Okay. The New York Giants are finalizing a deal to make blank the next head coach of the New York Giants. If you guess this, I will buy you dinner. Two dinners. Two dinners. Hint, he is a current wide receiver coach in the NFL. Heinz Ward. In the AFC East (laughs) for the Patriots. I'm giving you everything. Oh, okay. Uh, This guy, oh boy, I just read about him two days ago where this guy was getting all this buzz. And I go, I don't need. The Giants are finalizing a deal to make Patriots wide receivers coach Joe Judge their next head coach. Sources tell ESPN's Adam Schefter. So, so he got the job. Josh McDaniels didn't get the offensive coordinator stays. The wide receiver coach gets the job. All righty. Okay. According to Schefter, the deal was in the works as of last night, which is another reason Matt Rule took the Panthers head coaching job. Uh, Maybe. Okay. All right, we'll take a break. Reggie Miller will join us uh, coming up here next. It's 17 after the hour, Dan Patrick Show. Okay, this is just a 30-second commercial, and I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you, but please, please stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. The company that has been offering you great rates and great service for 75 years, it's GEICO. I've been using them for a long time myself. And anytime you need help, you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24-7. No recordings. The company, GEICO. Go to GEICO.com today. Sorry for all the numbers, but I've been a fan and a customer of GEICO for a long time. And in five, four, three, two, one, I'm out. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Bring in the Hall of Famer, Reggie Miller. I'm on from Turner Sports. He'll be working Thursday night on TNT with Kevin Harlan and uh, Kristen Ledlow. They have the Celtics and the 76ers. And the offer still stands to the 76ers for Reggie to come in and help Ben uh, Simmons learn how to shoot a three-pointer. And I think his head coach finally came out and said he kind of failed Ben Simmons on this, that they haven't developed that three. Uh, What do you do with him now? Well, look – I think you continue to push the envelope, and you've got to tell him that you look at Giannis Antetokounmpo and his three-point numbers this year. Last year, I think he had a career-high 52, and he's in the 60s this year and growing. Teams are daring Giannis to shoot, and he's taking them up on that. And they're doing the same thing to Ben Simmons. And he has to trust in that. You saw the reaction when he made that one this year. It was like he broke Twitter and the Internet. Um, He's got to trust in whoever is teaching him these three-point shooters. Ray Allen, myself, Craig Hodges, Dale Ellis, someone has to get with this young man and, number one, work on his confidence. I I just think his confidence from that three-point line 
is a little bit shattered, and uh, someone has to build that up for him. Because they, someone built it up for Giannis, and right now teams are daring him, and he's making them pay. But also you have Markel Fultz, who had a big night last night. It looks like he's, you know, he's starting to show that, you know, he's a first-round draft pick talent, and he's only 21, but it, it feels like he's sort of emerging here quietly in Orlando. Yes, um, but I think a chain of, the change of scenery really helped Markel yes. being in Orlando. I think when he uh, when Markel was selected overall number one, everyone kind of scratched their head. You know that he had that one pretty good year at Washington, but no one had ever heard of Markel Fultz, right? They didn't make the tournament. He put up gaudy numbers at Washington in the Pac-12, but the Pac-12 is not you know a powerhouse conference in terms of basketball like it used to be. So. Uh, there was expectations when he came to Philly, and we know how the Philly faithful fans are. They want you to perform right away. He didn't. Uh, and then there was mystery injuries. And I think it might have been the quickest I've ever seen a number one pick be traded. And then you're right. The, the change of scenery has helped. Uh, the belief, the confidence, which we're talking about with Ben Simmons, I think that coaching staff believing in him. And he's starting to find his way. Yeah, it's good. And, and you talk about confidence, and you were as confident as anybody. And that does play such a role. It's when you miss your first three or four, and then that ball comes back to you, when you have that unwavering confidence, then you'll take that next shot. You see a lot of these younger players where they're like, oh, I just missed three in a row. I'm going to pass it. I mean, Lonzo Ball was famous for doing this, and, and his jumpers improved a lot, but – how, how can you instill confidence in somebody, you know, when they're when they're shooting? It's funny, Theodore, and and not only confidence in yourself, but you know, when that ball comes to you after you've missed, you know, three or four shots, you know who else is watching that? Your teammates, right? Yeah. So when they see you get the ball on that four shot and you don't shoot it, and you're supposed to be the best player, and you're getting all the hype and the marketing for this team, they recognize that and they start looking at you differently. So. Uh, you know, take that shot and make or miss, your teammates will respect that more as opposed to you passing that shot. Talking to Reggie Miller, he's got 76ers Celtics coming up Thursday night on TNT. Rick Carlisle, the Mavs head coach, said that uh, Luka Doncic is getting beat up. Defenses are being physical with him. Does he have a beef here? Welcome to being an MVP candidate, <laughs> right? I mean, the guy's averaging, what, damn near a triple-double, 30 and 10 and 9 or something like that. Yeah. And yeah, welcome to being an MVP candidate. Thank you. Welcome to the island of Giannis and LeBron and James Harden. You know, that's, it's a badge of honor. And he's supposed to say that to protect his player um, because he's putting it in the minds of the officials. But he's supposed to say that. You don't think James Harden is getting beat up every single time? That's That comes with the territory of being, oh, oh here you go. I'm going to say it. One of the top five Whoa! players in. <laughs> That's the, what you get, Theodore, for being one of the top five players. You're going to get beat up when you average 30 points a game. So you got Luka in your top five now. Took a while, but you're going to let him in? Giannis, Luca, LeBron, Harden, James, Anthony. Oh, we have four. Yeah. And Anthony Davis. Okay. That's our five. That is our five. Steph Curry's out. Well, Steph hasn't played all. I know, but but let's okay. say he's healthy. 
Is Steph in your top five? He would be on the fringe looking out. I would have Kawhi in there, but Kawhi doesn't play back-to-backs. I can't put someone in there who's only going to play 60 to 62 games a year. But Kawhi would certainly be in there if he played 70 to 75 games. What happened the other night when Memphis blows out the Clippers in Los Angeles and the fans were booing the Clippers? Uh, Here's the thing. I I really believe that the Clippers, and it's still early, they'll write the ship, I get it, but I think they're really starting to to believe and read their own headlines. I've said it, that they're the best team in L.A., that they should represent L.A. is going to be them and the Lakers in the conference finals, and they've got, you know, the two the two two way the best two way players in Paul George and Kawhi. I, I, I you listen to Montrez Harold come out and say we need to stop thinking that we're the best team. They're reading their own headlines. That's the problem. But you got blown out at home by Memphis. Memphis is look no come on I I. I not blown out. I can see a loss, but blown out, I get it. Oh, my God. Can't happen. It can't happen, but it does happen in our game. If I said, let's redraft today, Zion or John Morant? I will still take Zion. Okay. All right. he, he's going to put people in the seats. True. And if he ever gets right, which the New Orleans Pelicans are saying close, I, I wouldn't play him this year, Reg. I, uh, I, you, and I, you and I are on the same page. People on Twitter disagree with you and I. I they want to see him back. I, people keep hitting me saying, you're wrong. He's coming back. I thought you said he was done for the season. I think it's a mistake. Looking at him dunk during these warm-ups, I, I pray. I just think he's too heavy. He's, he's too, Reg, I Reg he's it. the third heaviest player in the NBA, I believe. I just don't think it. I don't think it's practical. I'm wrong. I, I just like I'm looking out for the kid, but mm. I understand what maybe David Griffin and the, look. They see him on an everyday basis. You and I don't, right? So they obviously know more than we do. I I want to err on the side of caution. I would sit him out this year. I would put him on a strict diet. He needs to lose about thirty to forty pounds. Oh my God, that's a lot, Reg. I think at 20 at the most, he could probably lose. But he's he's 290. I think Taco Fall. Wait, 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 hold on a second. What did you say? He weighs 290 pounds? Maybe 280. He's the, I think he's the third heaviest player in the NBA. At 6'6". That young man, at that talent, at those springs, needs to be playing at 250. I'm right. So he needs to lose 30 or 40 pounds, yeah, Theodore. No, but that's a lot. He needs to play at, at 250. He would be unstoppable. He's going to be good and unstoppable in certain games at 280, 290. When Charles lost the weight, that MVP, and thereafter. Didn't he weigh 100 pounds more than you when you were a rookie? I weighed, yes, I weighed 175, <laughs> 180. Oh, my God. Jeez. You're the same yeah. height. Uh, look, uh, again, uh, they, you might be they taller. Know, they know I am taller because when we just did the game yeah. and I saw him in the back, you know, I gave him <laughs> dap and told him to keep working hard. I was looking down on him. I was looking down on Mount Zion, okay? But I could not, when I went in for the bro hug, my – 
couldn't touch, my fingers couldn't touch one another. <laughs> right, I went in for it, but I couldn't connect. You didn't say, you didn't whisper in his ear, salad, salad bar. <laughs> he is a good kid. Keto diet. <laughs> no, he's a good kid, and he has an infectious smile, which I love. It, it, there's innocence to him. Oh, I'd love to play oh. on the same team as him. I, he's he's uh, selfless. I think he's going to be great. Uh, yes, he has all the qualities of what a superstar is all about. You're right. He's selfless. Uh, he understands. He will understand the game. I think he will be well coached by Alvin Gentry. He is surrounded by good talent in, in Drew Holiday and Favors, J.J. Redick, great veterans. I just think. I'll, I'll, you say 20, I'll go 25-30. 25-30. Pounds. And he will be unstoppable. Um, Kevin Love, I know he wants to. I thought he was going to get traded before the year started. Uh, I, I I think he's doing his best to try to get traded. Oh, <laughs> hey, find me. I got enough money. I've never heard that one before. It's true, <laughs> but I've never heard that one before. But he's he's watching Colin Sexton. What is he, a second-year pro, dribbling for 15 seconds and not going anywhere, and finally Kevin Love comes up and just says, just give me the damn ball. Like, move the ball. And these younger players come in because, you know, he was the one-man show at Alabama, so he's like, oh, I, I get to dribble all I want. Kevin Love's going, I, I, get me out of here. Like, I, let me go to a team that – like, could you see him going to the Lakers? Then, then they would definitely be the odds-on favorite. But right now, they're they're the favorites to come out of the West and win it all. But why are they yeah. trying to trade Kyle Kuzma? I think they're trying to trade Kyle Kuzma and probably his damn trainer. Come on, man! <laughs> you can't be saying you, that was ridiculous. Okay, explain the story. Kyle's, I'm going to come to Kyle's defense on one thing. I don't think he was. Um, like retweeting what his trainer had said. I think he was retweeting something else that was written on Twitter. That's the only defense I've had. I don't think he was, you know, saying yes to his trainer, but his trainer can't say that. Okay, but explain the story. So Kyle Kuzma's trainer, did he retweet, uh, retweet or no. like? No, no. Kyle, Kyle, uh, Kyle Kuzma's trainer said basically that Kawhi is a better player than LeBron. Works harder, and you guys are missing the point. Immediately, he tweeted that out. I would say, you know, immediately after Kyle said, you hear no arguments from me, and people <laughs> assumed that he was talking about that tweet. And if you're LeBron James, you're looking at this dude because everyone has their own personal trainers, and everyone's personal trainers are around the facility. So you see this guy all the time. You can't have this dude at the Lakers practice facility, and you're you're talking behind my back, but I got to see you. I don't think he'll be traded because of that. But you can't talk about the best player like that. But do you, you think about, it's, it's just a coincidence that all these young players who were there when LeBron got there are no longer there except for Kuzma, and he's on on his way out too? Why do you think he's still there? Because of the King. Exactly. There's no coincidence. LeBron handpicked that roster. Yeah. We're, we're no fools. Rob Polinka can talk about all he wants. Magic can say what he wants. LeBron handpicked that. He handpicked the coach. Yeah. Come on. 
Would you rather have there's Brandon no, Ingram? No fools and no dummies here. Would you rather have Ingram or Kuzma? Oh, mm. See, Ingram is coming to his own in New Orleans. Yeah, I like him. See, I, I, but I, he's not a big market kind of guy, though. He's from the South. He's back in the South, and he's balling. Wait, you think that L.A. was – that the I, moment it, was, it was too big? big? Yes, yes. Really? Yes, I do. Some players are built for that. Some uh, others aren't. Well, see, you were a big market talent playing in a smaller market. Exactly. I grew uh, – nothing uh, wasn't faded. Every summer we were playing with Magic and the Lakers and, you know, Mike would come through, Larry. Uh, so I saw everything. I was from a big market and went to a smaller market. I wasn't from Indiana coming to L.A., yeah. where I probably my eyes would have been huge. Uh, I'll leave you with this. Uh, I've given my thoughts on David Stern, the, the passing of the, the commissioner. I, I don't know if you ever had any – you know, one-on-one moments, interesting story that you might have with the commissioner. But if you do, uh, I'll give you the stage. Too many one-on-ones, especially during those uh, contentious uh, Pacers versus Knicks series. Because, look, being in the small market, which you and I just mentioned, I always thought we were getting the short end of the stick. I thought we were getting the raw end. You know, I thought it was favoritism. And I would publicly kind of say these things. And uh, one time I, you know, I'm driving down to practice and my phone's ringing and I pick it up from an unknown number and it's like, please hold for the commissioner. I'm like, please hold for the commissioner. What is this? What did I do? You know, David Stern gets on the phone. Reggie? I'm like, "Uh, yes, sir. He's like, we here in New York and in the home office – Less who's winning ball games. So I suggest to you, you just go out there and play basketball and play hard and let the chips fall where they may, my friend. Love your game, but keep it quiet on a conspiracy theory. I'm like, Uh-oh. yes, sir, Mr. Stern. I apologize, Mr. Stern. <laughs> the best leader in probably in all of sto- in all of sports. Yeah, I'm not kidding you because you and I are old enough to remember when we'd get up at what 11 or 12 and watch tape delay, and he came in in '84 and changed everything again. Now he was the king of marketing individuals, and it helped to have Larry and Magic at the time of that great rivalry between the Lakers and the Celtics brewing. So fabulous, fabulous leader and fan of the game. Uh, hope the family had great holidays, and uh, glad to have you back. Glad to be back and uh, have fun with the uh, 76ers and the Celtics. And if you get a chance to go out there and help Ben Simmons, <laughs> that's what he should have asked for. He should ask for that for Christmas. Uh, that Just for that, I guarantee you he's probably going to come up to me, and I'm going to look at him like, I thought we were supposed to be working out. So I'll let you know that interaction, yeah. what happened. All right. All right. Happy New Year, Theodore. Thank you, buddy. Happy New Year to my Danettes. Bigger and better, and let's do this. Thank you, brother. That's uh, Reggie Aloysius Miller, the Hall of Famer. All right, we'll take a break. Last call for phone calls. We'll close up shop. I got some details here on Matt Rule going to the Panthers, and did the New York Giants have a chance to hire him? Got the details on that coming up next. It's the greatest time of the year in sports. NFL, college football, MLB, NBA, and NHL. 
What else can a sports fan ask for? All the action you want is every day at one place and one place only. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% off welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on all this incredible action at BetOnline.ag. That's BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now back to the show. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. All righty. The Panthers hired Matt Rule out of Baylor, gave him a seven-year, $60 million deal, another $10 million in incentives. This, according to Adam Schefter. Now, Rule reportedly gave the New York Giants a chance to match that, and they were not going to go that high or that long of a contract for a head coach, period, plus paying his buyout. No, they were not going to do that. So we were curious. I thought Matt Rule was going to go to the Giants. He ends up going to Carolina. Uh, Ed Werder who covers the Cowboys for the mothership. I think, and I got to make sure I got this correct, McLovin, keep me honest here. Have the Giants, have they inquired about bringing in Jason Garrett as the offensive coordinator here? Does that sound right? There's reports about that, yes. I just Googled that, and it's all over the place. Okay. So they would bring him in as an offensive coordinator. Well, they don't have to ask for permission. They're just going to bring him in, I'm guessing. That's a report that uh, they've requested permission to. Well, actually, yeah. Yeah, they don't have to ask I don't know for what permission that's there. He's gone now. Yeah, but I'm I'm curious about that. If so, you're going to bring in Jason Garrett as the offensive coordinator with the New York Giants. Hmm. And then the Giants brought in the wide receivers coach from the Patriots as and special teams coach, but he used to be at Alabama under Nick Saban. And then went to Belichick, probably on the recommendation of Nick Saban, and then was going to go to Indianapolis when Josh McDaniels was going to go there as the head coach. And then when he backed out, then uh, Judge went back to the Patriots. And now he gets the head coaching job with the New York Giants. Boy, that's a quick ascent if you start to think about it. He hasn't, ha- he hasn't been a coordinator, has he, McLevin? I don't think so. Not that I'm seeing Reminds me a little of John Harbaugh, a little kind of a special teams yeah, head coach. Yeah, guy. that's a good call there. His dad was a sorry. His uncle was a professional fighter who fought George Foreman. There you go, Joe Judge. Really? He sounds like a tough. He's a Philly guy, like tough part of Philly, not where I'm from. What kind of job did he do with the receivers this year in New England? <laughs> that's like, a I, great question. <laughs> I, I don't know what he had, but. That's not one of those where you, boy, man, I had a great year. Now's the time. You know, I'm, 
I, I'm, I'm going to get a lot of people interested in me. That'd be one of those words. Like, who's the wide receiver coach for the Patriots? Uh, me? Yeah, Paul. Coach Judge is weird to say. That's kind of a bad, weird combination. Coach Judge. He has two Super, three Super Bowl rings and two national titles under Nick Saban. All right. Does that sell well in, in New York? I know you don't know his name. Nobody knows his name. But he, all he's done has been part of winning programs. Yeah, but I've, I've seen that coaching tree with the Patriots. It's not as fruitful as you would think it would be. Although, you know, Vrabel's done a great job. Uh, but, you know, we sort of know him as the former player for the Patriots. But Vrabel's done a great job in Tennessee. Yes, McClellan. Well, if I told you Josh McDaniels to the Browns, what would you react as a possibility? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all. That feels like a mess waiting to happen yes. because of what happened with him last time he took a job and then turned it down. Well, that's where you say, look, if you come in, then we're going to lock you in the room and then you can't leave the room. No, then you have a sleepover. Maybe that's what it is. You do what the Cowboys do. You know, the Haslam family brings in Josh McDaniels and says, we're having a sleepover. That's the new way you hire people. Yes, Paul. But if you're Josh McDaniels, the Patriots, you, you had your chance last year with the Colts and you went back. Yeah. This may be your last call for a head coaching job in the near future. He can cool off really fast if this team goes south. Yeah, but he might be next in line with the Patriots. Oh, I don't want that. You don't <laughs> want to follow Belichick? No, 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 no. No, I'd rather go to the Browns. you got upside. Yeah, but I want to have great ownership. Oh, oh sorry. That's it's why I don't want to go to the Browns. Yes, I want to have great ownership. And the Patriots, like them or not, have great ownership. And that, that would be, a, you know, I want somebody who is smart, Great at business, lets me do my job. You know, Haslam gets involved in it. Like, he's making draft picks. He made the Manziel pick, reportedly. Like that, I don't I don't want my owner coming in and all of a sudden he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. All right. Uh, DK Metcalf of my Seahawks will be on the program tomorrow. I suggest we do, in honor of DK Metcalf and his physique, we do the interview with our shirts off. Anybody interested? Foley? Can you give me like five months? Five months. You get ready for the interview? I'll sign up for that in five months. Okay. If, he, if, if DK doesn't mind waiting. Yeah, I'm going to have to say, hey, I know you got a playoff game this weekend, but what are you doing in five months? Let's just put you on hold. For five months. For five months. All right. Todd? I requested three months, and you had to be a wise guy and say, I'll give you three years, which was totally unnecessary. Do you think that three months is enough? No. I think I could do it less than 36 months. Okay. We've had a weight room here for eight months. On occasion, I'll pick it up and do it. Rogue came in and set up this unbelievable weight room. Once every two weeks, I'll do a set of curls. No, no, no. Paulie asked you. You know, you talk about 40 days and 40 nights. You know, uh, Paulie was your Noah's Ark. He he said, look, I'll work out. I want you to work out. For 40 consecutive days. I know. I didn't make the commitment. He asked you to work out. Very weak on my part. Todd said he had, his neck was bothering him for 30 of those days. <laughs> and then the other, other, the other 10, he had some type of appointment. Well, my hernia was acting up, and then there was some kind of groin thing. It was just there's something keeps coming up. And I was eating a Kit Kat at the time, and you got to wait at least a half hour after eating that. I know. And no, I, you don't at all. It's yeah. not like jumping in a pool, dude. It's not. No, that's like what a tuna sandwich, and you wait. That's right. And then I brought in uh, some chocolates from the uh, holiday. There we go. Not, not, and, and I, everything's got to be laundry in the world. <laughs> Oh, so I, I shouldn't mention it. I, 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 I know I was double fisting cookies and whatever else you saw me doing. 
I didn't realize that box of chocolates was for everyone. Just like when I stole Seaton's lunch and I started eating his pizza. It, it is for everyone. I didn't know anybody opened up the chocolate. I waited like 20 minutes and no one was claiming any of the chocolates. So I assumed that was enough time for me to just kind no, of No, because I went into two-a-days in Mario, and I said, hey, if anybody wants this chocolate, oh, looks like somebody already went in. They said, yeah, Fritzy was double-fisted. I assumed everyone was allergic to nuts, so I just kind of kept going for it. A lot of them had like cashews and almonds and things. Uh, you got this day in sports history, Paul? You got a few. 1991, Pete Rose left at Illinois prison in Marion and checked into a halfway house. He was completing his sentence for cheating on his taxes. Two of them in 1994. 1994, Tanya Harding won the U.S. Figure Skating Championship. Mm. 1994, Nancy Kerrigan withdrew from the U.S. Figure Skating Championship in Detroit. She was attacked the late day before and severely bruised on her left leg. Mm. Her right leg, check that. Mm. Uh, just got a tweet. Did you ever find the Rock'em Sock'em robots? No. Man, that bummed me out. I had all the, the boys in the back room trying to find my Rock'em Sock'em robots. Couldn't find them. Looked all over this place. You know what's so funny about that, too, is that uh, you had Tyler, the creator, go through and put little barcodes on everything so we couldn't lose anything. We knew exactly where everything was. And then when we moved in here, for some reason, he had to take them all off. (laughs) (laughs) So now that there's something that showed up missing, it's like, man, that was a good use. What we learned is uh, we still haven't found the Rock'em Sock'em robots. Brought to you by LegalZoom. At LegalZoom.com today. Enter the promo code Patrick and the box of checkout special savings. That's LegalZoom.com, promo code Patrick. LegalZoom, where life meets legal. Thanks for joining us. We'll do it again tomorrow. Seahawks, DK Metcalf on the guest list. For Seton, Pauling, Fritz Seton, McLovin, yours truly. This has been the Dan Patrick Show. There are things that should not be. Copycat killers. They exist. Those who are compelled to turn bloody fiction into a real-life horror story. He's inspired by the Joker. They do it because the acts give them power and control. The life is together. Life imitates art. And unfortunately, so does death. Reels and Podcast One, who brought you Murder Made Me Famous, comes the next great true crime podcast. Copycat Killers. Join host Dr. J. Buzz Von Orensteiner as he analyzes true crimes based on Hollywood hits. New episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. By the time you finish this ad, 1,157 people will have planned their travel on Skyscanner. Skyscanner is here to make travel simple while finding you the best deals. From flights and hotels to car rentals, we bring everything together in one place. So you can plan the perfect trip from D.C. and beyond. Discover why over 100 million travelers trust us every month. Search Skyscanner or download the Skyscanner app today. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.